In the most anticipated game of the opening round, Maryland Eastern Shore turned defense into offense to control Morgan State. Oh yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on HBCU podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day and remember just because the mic cuts off does not mean the journey is over it just means it's time to follow me on twitter at south i don't even have a thing down there oh lord what you know but time to follow me on twitter at south exclusives boom i was about to point to a whole lot of nothing right here at the bottom of the screen y'all see the live updates that we make on the show so <laughs> but yeah go ahead and follow me on twitter today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of the locked on podcast network make every moment more when you visit fanduel.com slash locked on and the opening round is over so we have a couple of round two matchups that you have to keep your eye on mostly the second round of the MEAC men's basketball tournament. But in the first round, Maryland Eastern Shore pulled off the clean sweep of Morgan State, both on the women's and the men's side. The men's basketball team was able to control this game by turning defense into offense. I know, surprise, surprise, Maryland Eastern Shore wins a game in the tournament by playing exceptional defense. Forgive me if that wasn't something that shocked me to my core if I knew they were going to win. I don't want to say that they dominated this game. So I'm very particular with how I'm wording this. To me, it's a control factor because it was a 16-point victory and the score told the story. You know, sometimes, because it was a good game. Like, I don't want to get that confused. This was a good game between Maryland Eastern Shore and Morgan State. It was the game I was looking for more than anything else, and I don't think that it disappointed as far as competitiveness but the 16-point margin of victory told the story. A lot of times when you have a good game and there's a score similar to this, you'll hear people say, oh, the score didn't tell the full story. Yeah, this one, this one did because there was no doubt of who the better team was last night. There was absolutely no doubt when watching the game, you could tell pretty much from the start who the better team was. Now, Morgan State made it interesting because on various occasions, Morgan State would eat into a lead. Once Morgan, or excuse me, once Maryland Eastern Shore got ahead, it was just a repeated cycle of Morgan State eating away the lead from about 15-ish to a little less than double digits, and then the, the lead gets built right back up. It's basically like Morgan State was in a hole. They continued to climb out, and right when they started to poke their head out, they fell right back to the bottom. That's exactly what, that was to me, that's a great analogy of what this game was. Pretty much, I want to say, let's just say the whole second half, but I want to say late in the first half too. That was the repeated cycle that you would see. Um, 
But how were they able to get here? Well, actually, wait, they first were able to build up that lead late in the game with about five minutes left. They built up to a 12, 14-point lead, and then everybody just went scoreless, and people just stopped scoring the ball. So that good defense that we know that they provide kept Maryland or kept Morgan State scoreless. But, of course, man, it worked both ways, but the lead doesn't go down. If you both can't score, the lead stays where it is. And then they were able to add a couple of buckets. So Maryland Eastern Shore wins this game by 16. And it showcases perfectly that they were the better team. They were able to do this by turning their exceptional defense into offense. Sometimes they have some struggles scoring the ball, admittedly, right? They're not one of the best offenses in the, in the MEAC. And now we're talking about Maryland Eastern Shore, specifically when we say that they, the Hawks. They're not the best offense. They're one of the lower-ranking offenses when it comes to scoring totals. However, they're also one of the most dominant defenses. They're also one of the, or they're not one of, they are the highest team in steals. That pressure defensively on last night's game was able to turn into offense because you get fast break points. You had 26 points off of turnovers. Meanwhile, you look at Morgan State. Morgan State only had 26 points in the paint altogether. So that was another big difference, points in the paint. But a large percentage of that for Maryland Eastern Shore came from their ability to get steals, their ability to run and transition. And they always had numbers. Even when they missed a shot, they typically had enough numbers to get a rebound and put it back up, get a put back. This was just a dominant defensive performance that you might not have been able to see. I don't want to call it that. Let me not call it dominance because I'm trying to avoid saying that word. I'm trying to avoid characterizing this as dominant because it was really good it was really good and Morgan State scored a good amount of points in the first half like when you if you're just looking at what Morgan State was able to do in the first half they scored a solid amount of points but they also had a multitude of lost possessions because they never got shots up so it, it's, it's different Isaiah Burke did his thing he scored some points but overall it never mattered it never amounted to anything because you always had the pressure of Maryland Eastern Shore. Even when they weren't getting steals, they were just playing good fundamental defense and being able to get in the passing lanes, taking away options, just causing a lot of confusion. And that's what won them the game. And I know you're probably not surprised by this. Neither am I. If I had to guess how Maryland Eastern Shore won any game, doesn't matter who they're going against. If you just say, hey, Maryland Eastern Shore won, Mouth of the South, what do you think they did well? I'm going to say defense, defense, and then defense. I might say shooting defense. I might say uh, forcing turnovers. And I might say overall defense because I know that's their bread and butter. So it doesn't surprise me that's how they won this game. And the Maryland Eastern Shore Hawks were able to knock off the Morgan State Bears, but I'm not a broken record. I'm not recapping this right here. I'm actually previewing what's coming up because on the women's side, Maryland Eastern Shore knocked off Morgan State. The result was the same, but the circumstances around the game were significantly different. And we'll discuss it as we continue with Locked on HBCU. Before we get into that, however, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Basketball season is coming to a close, or excuse me, is the regular season is coming to a close. You have the playoffs that you should put some money down on. I actually got into a really good debate with my friend today, so this is kind of interesting. Where do you think Miami's going to land? Do you think Miami can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? 
Do you think that Philly makes it? Does Philly finally get over that hump and make it to the finals? All of these things are things you can put your money down on at FanDuel, and they have the odds for it, whether we're talking about MVP odds, uh, playoff odds, finals odds, all of those things. Who's going to win the West? Who's going to win the East? Who's going to be in the play-in game? You can put money down on every single one of these things, but the only place I would ever advise you to put money on it is FanDuel.com slash Why? Because that's where you go to make every moment more. And as we continue rolling with today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, make sure that you guys are checking out the Locked on College Basketball podcast. It's everything you need around the sport in one place. So make sure you're checking that out wherever you listen to your podcast. And Maryland Eastern Shore knocks off Morgan State, and they complete a full sweep of the team. I really shouldn't phrase it. I probably shouldn't phrase it like complete because they didn't complete it with the women's. The women's actually started this whole thing. And part of me wished that these games were just played back-to-back, just had Morgan State versus Maryland Eastern Shore for the women, then Morgan State versus Maryland Eastern Shore for the men. But I understand that the way the MEAC was scheduling everything they wanted 1v8 and 2v7 on the same day for the men's and the women's side didn't matter who it was that's just how they wanted to schedule it and because they scheduled it that way you missed out on what I thought was a pretty good opportunity to make this a three-hour affair and just have these two games play back to back so what I will do is I will pick up where they missed the ball I won't have it be a three-hour affair we're gonna sit here for 30 minutes y'all know how this goes And we're going to talk about these two games back to back. And, you know, my desires aside, I I do understand it. But this was the only game that was actually an upset. This game right here, this women's basketball game versus Maryland Eastern Shore and, and Morgan State was the only game that actually ended up being an upset. Everything else went exactly with the upper seed, exactly the plan. This was one, one made it, two made it, three made it. Four made it on the men's side. On the on the women's side, one made it, three made it, four made it, seven made it. And that was the, you know, I, I'm a sucker for these, man. I like upsets. That's the that's what I sit here for. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all know me. I love storylines. So at the end of the day, an upset is a significantly better storyline in the first round than just everything being how it was supposed to be. M- miss me with that. But anywho. This was a back-and-forth game as well. They both had runs. This was, in my opinion, this was closer than the other one. The score reflects that as well. Excuse me. But you look at this game. Both had runs. Maryland Eastern Shore had a 15-0 run in the second half. That was strong, but the game was close at the end of the, or in the second quarter. But the game was close at the end of the first half because Morgan State rattled off their own 11-3 run. So now you're back in a tight game, and you're fighting it out. The defining moment was seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. We can look at the fourth quarter as a whole, and we will after we look at this stretch. After seven minutes and eight seconds, with seven minutes and eight seconds left in the fourth quarter, Morgan State scored three points. In that three-pointer, because it was the only bucket, that three-pointer came with 10 seconds left. They went six minutes and 58 seconds without ever scoring a bucket. That that didn't make a free throw, didn't score a bucket. I'm talking about nothing. 
Nothing, man, because Maryland Eastern Shore, like the men's team, had such suffocating defense. Now, if you ask the Morgan State coach, she'll tell you what, well, we just we had open shots. We had open shots, but they just they were hesitant. And I don't know what led to them not pulling the trigger. I don't know what led to them being shell-shocked. But I think that if you can't quantify it and you don't have any dog in the race, you would have to give it to the opponent. You would have to acknowledge that the opponent is doing something, whatever it is. They're doing something to disrupt the timing, to disrupt the comfort, to disrupt the, the looks that you're getting. You have to give Maryland Eastern Shore some credit. Now, one place I will look at is I think that the aggressiveness of Charlene Shepard at the end of the game was too small. She took two shots in that seven minutes. Man, we'll just go through 7.08, right? The, re the last seven minutes and eight seconds of the game. She took two shots. Missed one, made one. She made the one three-pointer. She had two turnovers. This was your leading score. There's no reason she should have took only two shots. That's unacceptable to me. In a moment when you only score three points, you're on a drought, you have to feed her. Now, you could make the argument she had two turnovers as well, but I don't care. That's the person I'm going to get the ball every single time. Even when she's making mistakes, I'm going to make sure that she has the ball. I'm going to make sure that she puts up more than two shots. Now, the fourth quarter as a whole wasn't great. They only, made, they only had six points in that, in that quarter. In the most critical moment, they scored six points and a half. I mean, in a quarter, excuse me. In the most critical moment, that last seven minutes and eight seconds of the game, they scored three points, made one bucket. Now, it's not like, you know, the Hawks were blazing it either, but they made more than three points. They had seven buckets or seven points, excuse me. So they were able to do more than Morgan State was. That's just that's just disappointing. And I think the one thing you can come back to is that your leading scorer of the game, the person who had more points than anybody on either side, 21, only took two shots. It's unacceptable to me. That's a crucial moment. I can't allow that to happen. So for whatever the reason was, Morgan State was second guessing. For whatever the reason was, Morgan State wasn't comfortable. I'm going to credit Maryland Eastern Shore because they were able to cause this. I'm not just going to make an unforced error. Sorry. That's the way I look at it. But those were two games that really defined Round one, the Maryland Eastern Shore versus Morgan State kind of mini series, if you want to call it. Those are two games that defined the opening round of the MEAC tournament going forward. Round two is going to be crazy. And those two games in the men's basketball tournament are the games that I'm looking at more than anything else in round two of either tournament as we continue with Locked on HBCU. Before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. And Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the market, bar none. I've tried them all. I've tried them all. You could drop one in the comments. Tried it. If I haven't tried it, I'll try it. And I can guarantee you, word to Chuck Barkley, I can guarantee, y'all know the word, T you. They ain't got nothing on Built Bar because Built Bar is the Swiss Army knife of protein bars. They have so many different uses and they're tasty. I'm talking about covered in chocolate. Have the Built Puff that's filled with marshmallow covered in chocolate on top of that. All type of goodness that's going to give you flavor. It's going to give you flavor, such flavor that you feel like this can't be good for you. You know what? Anytime you feel like something can't be good for you, 99.9% .9 of times you're right. However, Built Bar is the point one. Built Bar is the gold standard of all protein bars. Delicious, good for you, high in protein, low in carbs, low in fat, low in sugar. 
a variety of different flavors, multitude of different styles. What do they not have? I, I, that's the only thing I don't have an answer for. So go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club, go ahead and get you some built Bars right now if you need them ASAP, which I would completely understand. But if you want to save a little money, like I like to save money, let's go ahead and use the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com and you'll get 15% off your offer. That's Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. And that's wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU. Tribe, I got I got a nice little situation for you guys. I think this is a nice little scenario. Let me know if I'm the only one who thinks this is interesting. But the men's and the women's MEAC bracket is the exact same right now. Howard's going to be playing Maryland Eastern Shore. Norfolk State's going to be playing North Carolina Central. But what's even more interesting, this is kind of freaky to me, is that the Maryland Eastern Shore teams could have the exact same road to the NCAA tournament. They both played Morgan State, beat them. Now they're both playing Howard. They could both beat them. And they could essentially both play, whether it's Norfolk State or North Carolina Central, whoever wins out of that game, they could play the same exact teams in the same exact rounds every step of the way. Am I the only person who thinks that's kind of interesting? Am I the only person who kind of wants that to happen just so I could have the situation arise? I don't know if that's ever happened before. If you know, let me know. But I want to know how you feel on those. Scale of 1 to 10, how freaky is that? But the, the rounds that, <laughs> the matches that we're looking for in the round, it starts off with Maryland Eastern Shore versus Howard, the men's basketball edition. Howard was able to win their game on day one of the tournament and sit back. They were able to sit back and just watch this Maryland Eastern Shore versus Morgan State game and know that no matter who they played, they were going to have a dog on their hands. No matter who they play, they're going to be playing a team that they split with in the regular season. They didn't sweep either one of these teams. So they know what it feels like to beat both of these teams. They know what it feels like to be beaten by both of these teams. So I don't know if they really had a preference. I'm not sure if I did either. But if I did have a preference on exactly which matchup I wanted for Howard, I think I probably would lean towards Maryland Eastern Shore. The reason I lean towards Maryland Eastern Shore is because I see high, high level offense in Howard and I see high, high level defense in Maryland Eastern Shore. Now, Morgan State does have good defense and they have good offense as well. So there's an argument that you probably would have wanted to see that. But personally, I'm looking at Howard and as far as offense, they're number three and they're only 0.6 away from being number one. University of Maryland Eastern Shore, they're second in scoring defense, and they're only 0.4 away from being number one. These are amongst the best of the best when it comes to what they specialize in. Remember what I said when talking about Maryland Eastern Shore at the top of the show. Maryland Eastern Shore won off of defense. I'm not surprised. Not just because that's their bread and butter, not because their offense is obviously the weaker link of the two because they're that good at defense i trust their defense to be able to win a game for me but you're going against howard now the one place that i feel like they have a big time advantage is in steals howard is loosey-goosey with the ball Howard be giving it up all right i'm just going i'm just going to be completely honest with you meanwhile Maryland Eastern Shore is exceptional at taking it away they're exceptional at forcing turnovers exceptional at getting steals once again, reflect back to the top of the show. 
I told you how often they were able to turn this defense into offense. It wasn't just because they were getting stops, getting rebounds, and getting in transition that way. It's because they were forcing turnovers. They were getting numbers. Even when they missed shots, they had numbers to be able to get a putback. That's what they were able to do well. And now they're going against a team that struggles protecting the ball. They have the most, Howard has the most turnovers in the MEAC. This is, this is their route to win. This is Maryland Eastern Shore's route to victory, in my opinion. Now, when I look at Howard, I don't know if Howard has this obvious category advantage to which they can exploit to get off. I mean, to get to a victory. I don't, I don't know if they have that. I think Howard just has to be better. I know that sounds dumb. I know it sounds simplistic. But I think that Howard just has to be the better team because they're actually because Howard is good at the things that Maryland Eastern Shore is good at stopping. The one thing that they have Maryland Eastern Shore isn't good at stopping is rebounding. Like Maryland Eastern Shore is not a good rebounding team. It, they're not good at rebounds. They're not good at block shots. So I would probably try to attack inside a little bit more because they struggle in those two aspects is typically a sign of a team that's not the greatest in the paint. Um, I have to sneeze. Can I fight it? Fought it. I feel like if I talked about it, it was going to, there we go. I kept it out. So if I was Howard, I would do that. That's where I would try to attack. But I don't know if that's the spot you exploit. I don't know if having offensive rebounds and being able to get second chance points is the biggest route to exploitation. I don't, I don't think I would describe it that way. For Howard, you're really good at scoring. You're really good at shooting the three. Maryland Eastern Shore is really good at stopping people from scoring and really good at stopping people from shooting the three. So it's not about finding this hole. It's about just being really good at the things you already know you're really good at and hope that you're just better than them. You have to be the better man. That's, 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 that's their route to victory to me. So the next matchup that I'm looking at is Howard, or excuse me, not Howard, but Norfolk State versus North Carolina Central. To me, this is a rematch of, this is a revenge game. Last time these guys played, it was a game that was a big lead for North Carolina Central. Kind of got eight away, but Norfolk State came up just short. Now, a lot of people talk about the Joe Bryan injury in that game. I'm not hearing that. To me, Joe Bryan was there at the beginning. He was there at the end, and he just wasn't, whether the injury could have been affecting him, I don't know, but he just wasn't enough in that game. He and Chris Bankston just weren't enough to take down North Carolina Central. This is revenge. North Carolina Central winning that game was a big reason on why they're the two seed. Now, it doesn't give you any kind of home field advantage, home court advantage or anything like that. But I'm sure that it's a game that Norfolk is kind of upset and they probably feel like, well, we came back from a 29 point deficit to take this game and the overtime nearly, nearly win it. We can beat you. I don't care how hot you've been. Now, I'm looking at North Carolina Central, who, in my opinion, is the scariest team of anybody. So that's kind of the balance between the two. Which one are you going to take, the scariest team or old reliable, which is Norfolk State? And then lastly, these are three teams that I'm just looking at. Not a matchup or anything, but Texas Southern men's basketball, Maryland Eastern Shore men's basketball, or excuse me, Maryland Eastern Shore women's basketball, and then Arkansas Pine Bluff women's basketball i'm looking at those three teams because those are the only three bottom two seeds to be in here texas southern was an eight seed maryland eastern shore was a seven seed arkansas pine bluff was a seven seed i just want to see how far they go i know we're not talking storylines too much but where these underdogs or how far these underdogs can go 
is very interesting to me. TSU's facing a team that they beat in Alabama A&M. Maryland Eastern Shore, they trying to get their lick back. And last time Howard played them, they smashed them. It was bad. And you look at Arkansas Pine Bluff, they're trying to go up against a team that they split with. So in any situation, or excuse me, yeah, excuse me, they, they are hoping to beat Alabama State for the first time. Excuse me, I knew I had that mixed up. They haven't beat Alabama State. So the women's basketball side, they're both trying to get their first win over the team that they're facing. Meanwhile, Alabama, or excuse me, Texas Southern is just trying to continue that momentum. These are things I'll be watching. Obviously, I'll be rooting. I'll have a vested interest, and I'll be rooting for my alma mater. But just objectively, I like underdogs. I like these type of stories. This is the type of Cinderella team we could have. I asked that question, could we have a Cinderella team? Well, I have three candidates in front of me, and you'll have to come back tomorrow or Monday, actually, to see if either one of these three teams were able to pull off the run and win the SWAC or MEAC title. I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out our Locked On College Basketball for everything you need around the sport in one place, wherever you watch or listen to your podcast. And if you're looking for me in the meantime, in between time, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Hey.